everyone. My name is Susan Taylor and welcome to the Family Source Surrogacy Podcast. We are so excited to be here and to share our stories with everyone out there. We started this podcast to discuss everything within the world of third-party reproduction. We hope by telling our stories, this podcast can inform, entertain, and educate our listeners about the ups and downs associated with starting a family with the help of an egg donor, a surrogate, or oftentimes both. Today, we thought we'd change things up a bit. We all know it's impossible to attach a monetary value to the feeling you get when you hold your newborn child in your arms, especially if you've had to deal with infertility and all the emotions that come with it. That being said, third-party reproduction is not cheap, and there is a myriad of different expenses intended parents experience throughout the process. It's important to protect your money and have a solid plan in place when you begin your journey. That's why we decided to invite our friend, Denise Steele, to be a guest on our podcast today. Denise is an assisted reproductive technology escrow consultant with C-Trust. She is a market development expert whose personal experiences have afforded her a deep understanding of both technology and fertility processes. Denise has been a consultant for several nationally recognized fertility and parenting organizations, such as Fertility Authority, Mommy Nearest, and Neighborhood Parenting Network. Her blog, HopeForFertility.com, shares insights and provides support to those facing infertility. In 2017, she joined the third-party reproduction industry serving as a clinic liaison and account strategist. In her role as clinic liaison, she established partnerships with clinics around the country and helped to develop new product lines, which created more options for intended parents struggling to grow their own families. In 2019, Denise joined C-Trust as a consultant, where she is the leader of business development and marketing strategies. Denise is passionate about helping agencies and clinics grow their businesses and believes that providing a secure, easy to use online platform for case managers, surrogates, egg donors, and intended parents to manage their journeys, C-Trust allows them to focus on what they do best, growing families. As I mentioned, my name is Susan Taylor. I have been in third-party reproduction for about seven years, and I currently work for a third-party agency as a director of intake and match operations. I'm also a married mom with four little ones, and I've been a gestational surrogate twice for two different families. As well, I am a licensed home birth midwife in the DFW, Texas area. Today's podcast is brought to you by Family Source Consultants. Family Source Consultants is a leading authority in third-party reproductive services. They've been helping create families in the United States and internationally since 2007. Having helped bring over 1,000 little babies into the world, it's their mission to make egg donation and gestational surrogacy a beautiful journey for everyone involved. Their team of experts work with individuals and couples from all walks of life 
wanting to create and expand their family. They provide a professional, personalized service to ensure that your experience is incredibly positive and fulfilling. One of the special things about Family Source Consultants is how many of their staff have personally experienced third-party reproduction. Their team includes former surrogates, egg donors, a licensed midwife, a social worker, and parents who have created their families through surrogacy or egg donation. Family Source Consultants provides their clients with an intimate understanding of what clients are going through and what they can expect. They are knowledgeable and passionate about helping you realize your dreams of having a family and will be there for you every step of the way. To learn more about Family Source Consultants, please visit their website at www.familysourceconsultants.com. Hi, Denise. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. It's an honor to be here. Oh, we're so excited to talk to you. Tell us before we get started a little bit about yourself. Sure. Well, you know, I am, um, I, my name's Denise Steele. I've lived in and around Chicago for 25 years, which is the longest I've ever lived anywhere. I grew up moving around a lot. So when people ask me where I'm from, that's the hardest question for me to answer. But um, I now live in Park Ridge um, and I have three boys who came to me, one through adoption and two through third party. And so we are in the um, COVID e-learning stage of our lives right now. So we're just hanging on for dear life, just trying to get sixth grade homework in, which it's been a real challenge lately. So <laughs> I understand. I have three boys and a daughter and I get it. <laughs> yeah. E-learning is quite the experience, isn't it? It has been an experience. <laughs> it's been a learning curve and I've learned that I could never be a teacher. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> so you talked about having two of your boys through third-party reproduction. So share share a little bit more about that story of, you know, your journey, I'm assuming through infertility and then um, through third-party reproduction. Correct. Yes. So in 2007, I learned that I would not be able to have my own biological children. Um, There were three reasons for that. Um, My egg quality was very poor, even at the age of 37. And I also suffered from Asherman's because Mm -hmm. we had gone through uh, a couple losses, pretty significant. Our first was triploidy and didn't survive. And then I had a very um, traumatic miscarriage. And then as a result, I had Asherman's syndrome because of that. So I had to go through surgery to correct that. And um, I was, I had thrombophilia, which I never knew I had before. So um, After experiencing those losses, we attempted IVF after I had the surgery to correct the Asherman's and all three of the embryos that were created all had massive chromosomal abnormalities. And that confirmed that I would not be able to have my own biological children. And so at that point, um, my former husband and I, and I decided to pursue private domestic adoption and third party fertility treatments. Wow. Um, and both paths worked so well that we ended up having three baby boys in one year. So oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's a success story. So that's good. Yeah. We definitely hit the baby lottery. Um, <laughs> we, our story was very interesting because we worked with an egg donor, a fresh egg donor who mm-hmm. only created one single egg 
from her retrieval, which is very rare. Wow. Yeah. Normally, you know, because of her age and some of the other information that we had, we thought that she would cycle, um, you know, and, and have a lot more eggs available to create embryos than she did not. And so we had just brought home our newborn baby who was adopted domestically. And we just thought that it was going to be a failure. And, um, you know, this was when they still did three day transfers. And we got the call the next day that said, well, it fertilized. So come in, we'll do the transfer. And we really didn't even know what that meant because I wasn't in the industry at the time. So I just thought, okay, whatever, you know? And so, um, we went in not being very hopeful. And then on the first ultrasound, it was confirmed that we were pregnant with identical um, babies. And wow. Yeah. And interestingly enough, I'm an identical twin myself. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was quite the shock. And <laughs> frankly, I didn't really believe it. I thought that the doctor was pulling my leg and pointing to the two white dots. And I just said, one of those is an air bubble and it will not be here the next time I come in. He said, that is not an air bubble to me. And it wasn't, it was Trevor. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> so that is my story. And that is incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you know, for four days every year, they're all the same age. So wow. They- we always celebrate their birthdays together and it's a lot of fun and I bet. very fortunate to be parents of three growing boys, you know, and so yeah. we are very lucky. That's amazing. I mean, like you said, I mean, even for, for your, if to start off your egg donor only getting one, I mean, that is like almost unheard of. Um, and then for that one little embryo to split, Mm-hmm. is really incredible. I just, oh, I love your story. Yeah. I mean, you know, being somebody who has gone through losses, I'm sure that many people can relate to this, that it's a very precarious thing to go through third party because there are no assurances. There are no guarantees. And so mm-hmm. it's very scary and it's daunting and it's risky because you don't know what the outcome is going to be. Right. And so, um, that makes that journey all that much more stressful and worrisome, right? So we feel very glad that we came out with healthy babies in the end. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons that I moved over into this industry was to try to help educate intended parents and the people that are working with them that are also making a huge commitment, the egg donors and the surrogates as well. Right. Well, that was going to be my next question was at what point did you find your way into third party reproduction? How old were your boys? And obviously it was because of your own experience that led you to this industry. But what what point did that, did you just have something that said, you know, I really want to be working in this? Well, so it was interesting. So I had been in the um, advertising technology industry for 12 years and I was working and traveling a great deal with the positions that I held. I helped run sales organizations for startups. And while I was doing that, you know, I was flying, you know, to other countries. And while I was in India, I was working in India um, with one of the companies that I was with. And we had two nannies who helped take care of our boys. And while I was there, I kept thinking, why did I go through all of this to have these children to 
always be working. Right. And so yeah. it came to me just one day where I thought, you know, I'm going to write a blog. I'm going to write my story because when we were going through it, I really felt like the people who had endured infertility had sort of, once they had made it to the point of having their children, the stories and the worries and the discon, you know, disconcertion around all of this, they didn't talk much about that. And I felt like there needed to be more information about helping people hold on to the hope that was so important to get them over onto the other side of parenthood. So I wrote this blog called Hope for Fertility. And when I did that, I was very open and honest about how difficult, how challenging it is to go through this experience and how hard it is on a marriage and other Mm -hmm. relationships. And so when I did that, a bunch of endocrinologists, reproductive endocrinologists found me and said, we love that you're being so honest about this. And I think this is really important. So they invited me to start speaking to some of their patients about my journey and how we held on to hope and the steps that we took. And that led me to moving over into this industry. And I actually went and worked for the agency that we used when we were going through third party. And I um, was a clinic liaison there. So I met with Mm -hmm. doctors all across the US and I was also um, working on infrastructure. So I worked on technology solutions to help track um, some of the uh, leads that were coming in and so forth and all of the, um, cases that were moving through their system. Right. Fascinating. That's quite a resume. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just still like, you were in India (laughs) back there. (laughs) So what made you decide to make the switch over to seed trust? Well, I had met this, the executives from C-Trust while I was working for the agency that I was with and everything that, so they had built C-Trust on, you know, the value sets of transparency and protection and expertise and integrity. And all of those things spoke to me because those are all of the most important things that you should be focused on when you are going through third party. If you're working with a company, you want to make sure that they have all of those values. Um, right. And when I was meeting with them, you know, those, those values just kept speaking to me. And because I had that technology background and because I also had that third party background, it felt like the perfect mix and the perfect company for me to join Mm -hmm. um, to move forward. And, um, that's what I did. They invited me to join their, their company. And, um, now I am working for both seed trust escrow and seed coach fertility financial guidance. Wow. And when did you start working for them? How long ago was that? It's a little over two years. I just celebrated my two year anniversary in February. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. (laughs) So tell us more about what seed trust does. Sure. So C-Trust is an escrow. We specialize in art escrow and Mm -hmm. our role is to protect everybody who is in a match financially. So Mm -hmm. intended parents, their egg donors and their surrogates. We manage escrow, which is different than just holding escrow. So the difference is that we are going, we are managing off of the contracts especially in those surrogacy cases, to make sure that everything is done in accordance to the four corners of those contracts so that everybody in that match is protected. And um, 
the intended parents are protected based on the language of their direct agreement, as is their surrogate. You know, in the egg donor cases, we are primarily holding escrow because the contracts, because the process is so short, but we still are maintaining that level of protection for everybody involved to make sure that surrogates and egg donors are paid on time and what um, is in accordance with their contracts. Right. On the, so on the intended parent side of things and kind of going back to like getting started with Mm -hmm. the journey, Mm -hmm. do you recommend that intended parents have all their money in order beside, but before they even decide to work with an agency or is there another way around having, cause you know, you and I know being in the industry, how much money it takes to successfully complete a surrogacy journey. So what are some of those options look like? Do they have to come in with a hundred thousand or $200,000 right off the bat? I mean, what is your suggestions with that? Well, they certainly will need to have all of the funds available prior to the transfer. When their surrogate goes through transfer, those funds will need to be available to protect that journey and to protect her as their surrogate. Prior to that, prior to the match, I think the most important thing is that there's a high level of education that happens for those intended parents so that they understand the realistic expenses that will be associated with their journey. And as we mentioned before, this is risky. So there are fixed and variable costs associated with these journeys. And so there are going to be things that may come up that are unexpected. And so just like you know, with any project, you will want to have funds set aside that will be in addition to what you had maybe budgeted, right? So Mm -hmm. it's, you don't necessarily have to have all of the funds to start moving forward with an agency, but there will be specific times in which you will need to have those funds. And so, you know, working with, you know, organizations like seed coach fertility finance or with your agency if they provide the resources to be able to do that um, so that you understand and have that budgeted for the full amount so you are understanding what that will be and then if you need to be led to resources like grants or loans working with those entities that could potentially provide that support as well um, to get you beyond the gap that might be um, what you have versus what you need in your surrogacy or egg donor journey. Right. I think a lot of people don't realize that there are um, programs out there that can help Mm -hmm. intended parents financially. Um, What is Seed Coach? I haven't actually heard of Seed Coach before. I've heard of Seed Trust because we work with Seed Trust all the time. So tell me a little bit more about that. Sure. So Seed Coach was developed, this has been almost two years now. So we have, um, we've worked directly with agencies that provide the benefit. It's a financial benefit to both sides of the match, the intended parents, as well as the surrogates. On the intended parent side, what we offer is they have access to coaches, financial coaches who um, they don't have any skin in the game. They're not being paid any commissions. They're literally taking a look at what the intended parents are willing to offer them in terms of their asset knowledge so that those, um, those coaches can give them guidance in terms of what they can use to help fund their journey if they have mm. access to other assets. And they, there's also online videos and um, templates that will help provide, give them that full broad view of what that budget will be. And they can work with those coaches as much or as little as they wish 
and then they will come out with a full budget of what to expect within their journey. And then if they do need to be led to those resources like grants and funds, we can lead them and curate those so that they are not going through a whole grant writing process that will never benefit them. So we're going to make sure that they are only looking at the grants and the loans that will pertain to their situation, be it their credit score, um, what they need, et cetera, and so forth. On the surrogacy side, what we do is we work with surrogates to help them understand the timing of their compensation because the compensation and the expenses are, um, those are given within the accordance of those contracts. So, you know, when a, a surrogate is paid a compensation, she's paid that over the the time frame of her surrogacy. It's not paid all at once. So we help educate around that. We also, those coaches will help, they will work with the surrogate as well as her spouse or partner to come up with a plan for what she would like to use her compensation for. Maybe it's something, you know, that she wants to always have an association with this journey. So it could be starting her own business. It could be paying off student loans, whatever that might be, but we're going to help her and her family, um, attain some of their financial goals that they can utilize some of this compensation for so that when they end their journey, they can say, wow, this really helped me accomplish this um, financially for my family. That's an incredible resource. Mm -hmm. And I'm so sad that I didn't know about that before today. So I'm so (laughs) glad that we're here today to talk about that. Um, Of course, I'm not, I'm on the surrogate intake side of things, mostly, um, at, you know, family source. So I don't really deal so much with the intended parents and the actual journey itself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I hadn't heard about this before. I'm sure our case managers know about it, but that is such a great resource that you're providing for both sides. Yeah. Who- we are very passionate about that. You know, yeah. we've been doing escrow for so long. And one of the things that we've heard from surrogates specifically was that they really, they wanted this guidance. They needed mm-hmm. this guidance and we can even help them with household income budgeting and things like that too. So it's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. And we love working with the intended parents, of course, because we know that obviously the financial part of these third-party journeys can be the most stressful part for mm-hmm. some families. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to explain when I'm educating surrogates. It's, you know, yes, we have some intended parents who are, you know, financially, this isn't a blow to them, but there's so many that save for years. It's why we see mm-hmm. so many um, intended parents who are older. It's, and I explain that to surrogates. I'm like, these intended parents have, first of all, they've gone through their own infertility journey and then they've been saving and for years and, um, you know, driving, just sharing a car or, you know, foregoing all the extras just to be able to get to the point of having a surrogate um, for for their baby to grow their family. So there's a lot um, of sacrifice. You're right. That goes into this. It's very humbling, you know, because think about, you know, many intended parents will go to family members and friends and ask Mm -hmm. for help. And that is a very humbling experience to have to ask for that. Right. Because it's something that you want so badly. And then you feel as though you're burdening your friends and your family and it is hard and it is, um, you know, it, it, when those people come to your aid and when they offer you that support, it is very meaningful. So, um, I, I can empathize with everybody that's going through this and having to, you know, find all different types of ways to come up with those, with that budget to make it happen. So with this resource, who decides, and I feel like we're kind of veering off because now I just want to know all the things about this. 
uh, who decides to do this? Is it the agency? Is it the intended parents? Is it the surrogate or can the surrogate do it on her own, even if her intended parents aren't utilizing this resource? How does that kind of come in play in a journey? Great question. So the way that it's structured and modeled is that the agencies offer the benefits. And when they do, they can offer it to both sides of that match. Some attorneys also offer this as well. So we don't, we don't market this directly to intended parents or to surrogates. It would be a benefit that would come to them and be offered to them through their, either their agency or their attorneys. Okay. Noted. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so back to see trust and escrows. Because <laughs> yeah. now I kind of just want to sit and talk to you about that, but that's not what we're here <laughs> for today. Um, I have so many more questions. Um, what are some of the financial risks that an intended parent takes when they decide to dive in to third-party reproduction to grow their family? Well, I mean, let's be really open and honest about this. There are no guarantees. You mm-hmm. know, we, we've all seen the people that have been on the agency side. You know, you can have many, many embryos, right? And you work with a surrogate and she might go through one, two, or three transfers and may not become pregnant. And that's devastating, right? Mm-hmm. And so there are the risks involved for intended parents, they're financial and they're emotional, right? And so making sure that you have the best team, the best agency, the best third-party providers behind you that are doing their level best to protect you the best way that they know how. And on the escrow side, the best way that we can protect intended parents is financially, right? That we have a $3 million bond that protects every dollar that we hold and manage, hold on the egg donor side and manage on the um, surrogacy side. We have six insurance uh, policies that stack up to that $40 million bond. And all of those insurance policies actually state that even if the owners of the company were to steal the money, it would still be protected. And there's a reason that we had those written that way. We spent over a year, really educating insurance companies around what our escrow is, because it's very niche, as you can imagine, right? And so the insurance companies didn't really understand. And unfortunately, there have been escrow companies who have misappropriated funds of their intended parents or even stolen those funds. And when that happened, they haven't had a bond that had that language written into it in the insurance policies. And that money was gone forever. There was no way to recoup that money. And so we wanted to give everybody the assurance that that could never happen with our organization. And we have the largest bond of any art escrow company out there. So we wanted to make sure that we protected every single dollar. And um, so we, we are built on protection and reputation and integrity. And so that is why we have that in place. And that protects the surrogate too, because, you know, she will continue to be paid. Um, Her compensation and all of her disbursement requests, um, Mm -hmm. if if that were to ever happen, right? So that's worst case scenario and it won't ever happen. But that's just, I mentioned that to just point out the level of um, guarantee that we have. Right. Well, that's when I'm educating new surrogates. That's one of the things I talk about is I always stress the, that we work with a third party escrow company because that's just essential, I think, and becoming because I've been a gestational surrogate. So for me, that mm-hmm. was just something essentially that I had to have. I just needed to know that there was 
that assurance that once I became pregnant with someone else's baby, that those funds would be there. And even minus my compensation, which obviously, of course I wanted, I wanted to make sure my medical bills are going to be paid for. And I wasn't going to, Oh, you know, medical bills. That was my biggest. Of course I wanted all the others, but that, and I think that's most surrogates or I'm not going to get stuck with medical bills because they are in the surrogate's name. And essentially it is, it is the intended parent's responsibility. And so I always just talk about that. That's such an important thing to have, especially for a surrogate that decides to do an independent journey without an agency, just really making sure that they know an escrow account is so important. (laughs) Yeah. Agencies like family source consultants, you are, you are definitely making sure that you're protecting your clients and your clients are your intended parents, your egg donors and your surrogates. Right. And so Mm -hmm. you are the type of organization that you do want to have those funds in a third party specialized, um, independent situation, because it's, it's a conflict of interest for you to hold that money. Right. Mm -hmm. So that you all are doing your absolute, um, best to protect your clients and, um, so we work with 250 agencies across the U.S. that are like you, who definitely want to make sure that they are putting your clients' needs first and giving them that ultimate protection that they deserve, right, on both sides. So um, absolutely. Right. And it just, um, we talk about, you know, having the money, well, what if they have it in a bank account, but there is no protection just because they have it and the, the intimate parents have the money sitting in their bank account there isn't necessarily any protection there. Well, that's right. That's right. So when you're working with seed trusts, because we're managing escrow, we're Mm -hmm. managing off that contract. And that is where the protection lies. It's protecting those intended parents, the surrogate, as well as the agency. So Mm -hmm. we are taking on all of the liability when we are managing those funds. And so therefore we are only going to be dispersing those requests in accordance to that contract. So Mm -hmm. everybody in that match is fully protected. And if there's ever a question, so I'll give you some examples. So, you know, whether the agency is submitting the disbursement requests or for, you know, something related to that cycle, right? Monitoring fees, Um, either the surrogate or the agency is going to see that right away. As soon as that gets submitted, that is in real time. And what is also asked for are the supplemental documents that are going to support what's being requested. So receipts um, mm-hmm. and you know maybe a doctor's note that needs to be in association with bed rest if she's requesting bed rest um, childcare. Um, so those are all things that we are the supplemental information that is associated with that. And if let's say something's missing, then we will go back to the agency or to the surrogate to ask, you know what, this, this does need to um, include a receipt. Could you just please forward that over to us? And many times it's just, they forget to attach it or what have you. And so we're just making sure that everybody has all the information that they need. So at the end of the journey, you know, everybody feels like they were well taken care of, protected, but throughout that journey, all they have to worry about then is that baby and that pregnancy, Right. right? So you have us as a third party worrying about all of those other particulars mm-hmm. that take a lot of time and they take a, it's very detail driven, right? So um, we want to make sure that we take that burden off of everybody else's shoulders so that you all can mm-hmm. focus on what's most important. You as the agency are focusing on the relationship between those intended parents and their egg donor or surrogate, and they can just focus on the pregnancy. Right. Well, that's why we love working with C-Trust because it does, we don't ha- handle any of it. And 
it's, it's just such a no brainer. I mean, and as a surrogate, um, my last journey we use, we work with C-Trust and from a surrogate perspective, it was the easiest process. And I have worked with other escrow companies before and they were great too, but this process was just from hooking my bank account up to it Mm -hmm. to be able to get reimbursements and my monthly um, compensation to submitting for those reimbursements. I mean, that was the easiest process um, of any of my journeys was to be able to submit to C-Trust. It was just like, I always tell people like, you just do it right from your phone. You just upload your receipts and you hit submit. And then you get real-time updates too. Like it has been accepted and the intended parent has approved. Mm-hmm. Um, the It has been dispersed to bank account, things like that. You just get like the real-time updates. And I really liked that about um, working with C-Trust in my last journey. Thank you. Yeah, our founder really went to work and created that technology so that everybody involved could see what was happening. So there was that transparency mm-hmm. and there wasn't anything out there like that before. And so, you know, One of the things that you mentioned is that we have a calendar. So when the compensation is scheduled based on the direct agreement and other expenses, those can go onto a calendar so that everybody can see when those are due to be sent out and to be paid to the surrogate. So, um, and notifications go out two days before those are scheduled as well so that everybody's aware of what's going out and when. And the reason we do that is because we want to keep everybody really well informed, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody in that match. We want to also alleviate some of those questions being asked to the agency because we know that you're really busy and your most important job is managing the relationship. Our job Mm -hmm. is to manage the escrow, right? So if and when there are questions, intended parents, surrogates, egg donors, and you as the agency can come to us versus people coming to you to ask these things because you're going to have to come back to us anyway. So um, we may as well just make it as transparent as possible. Right. And it does, like you talked about the relationship, that's so important between the intended parents Mm -hmm. and the egg donor or the surrogate is that relationship. And it's a relationship that in most cases will last a lifetime. And so when you take out the financial aspect, because who really wants to talk finances with their friends? Nobody does. That's right. So in any kind of relationship, I don't want to talk finances with my husband. So (laughs) nobody really wants to talk about finances. Uh So it's just so nice to have this company that is that C-Trust is just going to say, don't worry about it we'll do all the financial stuff and you guys just go and have a beautiful relationship and a great pregnancy. And we're going to handle all of this. That's right. That's right. So what are some of your steadfast financial tips for an intended parent starting their journey? Well, first and foremost, really educate yourself. So when you're looking, so I think the first step is to, when you're vetting who you were going to partner with, be it your agency, your third-party escrow provider, your attorney, the values that you need to be focused on so that you can decide who will be your best advocate, your best partner is to focus on these things, transparency, protection, reputation, expertise, and integrity. So really asking, I mean, ask tons and tons of questions with everybody that you interview, because if you will get a sense of the chemistry that you you might have between yourself and that entity, right? And so this is going to be a long journey. And so making sure that you have the right um, value sets built around that. And then of course, asking about what the fees will be. And I think it's very telling when you work with an agency or an entity that is very open and honest about the the realistic costs associated Mm -hmm. with it, right? And so, and then add to that, you know, those agencies and other entities who are willing to give you resources 
that will help you figure that out, right? That mm -hmm. is also something that I think is important because um, if this is something that is going to be challenging in terms of finding those funds, then you have to partner with somebody who you really trust, right? And who you know will be advocating for you and making sure that you're not, um, you know, making some costly um, mistakes along the way, you know? And so it's asking about, you know, whether there are rematch fees or, you know, what is your timeframe in terms of matching, right? All of those important questions, right. because, you know, there are really three things when you're thinking about surrogacy or egg donor, you, you can have two of the three, but you never have all three. It's either quality time or the amount of money, right? So if you have a lot of money, then maybe you can go really fast and you can be matched really fast and you can get to your um, goal of having a child very quickly. But if money is an issue, if that's a challenge, then you might want to focus on those two other things and it might take a little bit longer, but you will be hopefully saving some dollars along the way because you're with the right um, organization that's going to be conservative, but transparent, right? Right. So how would somebody get in touch with C-Trust? If there's an intended parent who wants to utilize you and your services, um, both C-Trust and C-Coach, how do they go about getting in touch with you? It's super easy. So um, C-Trust escrow is just seedtrustescrow.com. And my email is denise at seedtrustescrow.com. And on the Seed Coach side, the website is your seedcoach.com. And my email is Denise at your seedcoach.com. So that's how people can get in touch with me. Um, I also, they're welcome to check out the hope for fertility blog. It's hope the number four fertility.com. And that shares my story and some other resources and information as well. So those are the ways that people can get in touch with me and with our organizations. So I'm glad you talked about Hope for Fertility because I wanted to close on talking about that blog because I think it's so important. Is that still active and accessible to intended parents out there? Yes, hopeforfertility.com is still available. Um, there, it, it's, it's an honest depiction of our story. And so it's really meant to offer hope, give empathy to those going through this. It's very hard. This is a very challenging time. And so it is still available. Um, the stories are still relevant and, um, you know, I will continue to update it over time. And, um, yeah, thanks for asking about that. I love that you have it. And I love that you still have it available. Cause I will say being in this industry and my first journey was, gosh, I think about eight years ago. And I see on the surrogate side, so many surrogates who openly share, which I love because I think we need to raise awareness for infertility and the need for gestational carriers and egg donors. But I feel like they share so much, but intended parents, and I'm sure it's because it's so much more private for an intended parent. And there's just so much more that has gone into their journey to get to surrogacy that they don't share about it as much. Um, and so I just love that you do, that you share. And I think it's important for other intended parents, even if your story is years ago, it's important for them to have that resource to be able to go back and, you know, read what somebody else has been through and who's on the other side now. That's, I was, I just really wanted, it is really hard to talk about it. And, you know, when you go through it, you don't feel like anybody else understands. Yeah. And so I wanted to, I wanted there to be a safe place where people could go and say, oh, somebody really did experience this exact same thing. You know, they had the same 
disagreements about how they were going to move forward with their spouse or their partner, right? So I really did. I That was my endeavor was to give people that safe place to go and to say, okay, I there is somebody that can really relate to what mm-hmm. we're going through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And to just not feel alone. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Love it. Well, Denise, thank you so much for joining us today. It was so amazing getting to know you and hearing all about these awesome things that you're doing in third-party reproduction and just your own personal story. We really appreciate you being here. Well, thanks for having me. I wish everybody who is listening to this, the most successful journey. I, like I said, I know how hard this is and I hope that you have very, a very happy ending and a very healthy family. Yes. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you. so much, Denise, for all that information. There are so many different things to worry about when you decide to use an egg donor or surrogate to start your family. Making sure your money is protected is certainly a necessary step in the process. Thank you for sharing your expertise with our listeners. If anyone out there has a story related to surrogacy or third-party reproduction that they'd like to share on the Family Source Surrogacy podcast, please email info at familysourceconsultants.com. We are going to be doing one of these every couple of weeks. So please make sure to find us on Spotify or familysourceconsultants.com. Until next time. Bye.